Welcome to the Still Study Podcast, episode number 22. It's the Najee Harris episode. Here with your host, that's me, Jeremy Ritz, on this Saturday, September 25th, 2021. Fall has begun, the season is rolling along, and we are headed into week number three of the Young Steelers season. I'm super grateful that you've chosen to join me today here wherever you are, morning, afternoon, evening, on this latest edition of the Still Study Podcast. I'm excited because today I'm going to preview the AFC North battle, the first divisional game of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2021 against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bungles are coming into town led by Mr. Joe Burrow. The phenom who came out was the first overall draft pick a few years ago. He is healthy. He is over his ACL tear, and he will be lining up to take on your Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. So that's what we're going to cover here today. And I also have a special guest visit from the man behind Enemy Lines who was on one of the study sessions earlier this summer. That's Mr. Jake Moore. He's going to give us his take on the Steelers after three games and what he sees transpiring this weekend against the Bengals. So looking forward to that. Appreciate having Jake on. And again, just want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast, reading my work, sharing it with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. So my gratitude to you, my appreciation to you, and thank you so much. Remember, you can connect with me via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. So please do that. We can get your question on the show. And again, my love to all of you, my dearest studyans, for being supporters of the site. So, as we sit here today, the Pittsburgh Steelers are one in one after two contests. They had the big win against Buffalo at Buffalo in the opener, a game that nobody saw coming. Nobody saw the Steelers winning. I did. I predicted it, not to pat myself on the back. And then against the Raiders, a game that was very winnable, a game that I envisioned the team winning. They lost. And looking at that game, it was somewhat devastating because the Steelers lost several players to injury. The offense did not make any strides. Maybe some slightly in the passing game, but the running unit continued to look anemic. And there are a lot of concerns heading into this contest against the Cincinnati Bengals. Most importantly, if this Steelers team is going to make any noise, make any push, contend for the AFC North Divisional Crown and be a legitimate playoff contender or a legitimate Super Bowl threat, they absolutely must get better on the offensive side of the football. And it all is going to start 
with the rushing attack. Ben Roethlisberger is 39 years old. He's played 18 seasons. He can no longer scramble around and create magic down the football field. Now, he may be good for that for a play here or there, but on a consistent basis, physically, he's just unable to do it. And he may have the arm to fire down the field still when he's maneuvering around defenders, but the susceptibility that that opens him up to in terms of injury is just not worth it. So durability is a concern. He can't play that type of football. He has to play within a scheme. That's what Matt Canada was hired to do as the new offensive coordinator, and it all starts with the running attack. If you look at the way the Steelers have approached the rushing game against Buffalo and the Raiders, they're not making a commitment to it yet. And I've seen some of the arguments out there saying that, well, they're not running it because there's no space. Why run it if they're going to get tackled in the backfield? But my response to that is until Najee Harris gets a full complement of carries, and I'm talking between 25 and 30 carries, we're not going to know what this running game can truly do, what Najee Harris can truly do. And to get a feel for what that running game looks like with 25 to 30 carries. Because it takes time to get into a rhythm, not just for a running back, but also for the offensive line. Harris carried the ball 10 times last week. 10 times. That almost seems offensive. You had the owner of the organization come out and say in the offseason that we need to run the football better. He gave a directive and the Steelers ran the ball 10 times. And they gave the ball twice to Benny Snell. And look, I'm all about giving Harris rest, but he ran the ball 10 times. So first off, this weekend, there has to be the legitimate commitment to the run to the tune of at least 25 to 30 carries. And I don't care if the first three go for zero yards or even for a loss. You have to continue to try and create in that running game. You can't have Ben dropping back 40 times because he just can't do it like he used to anymore. He's got to be able to build off of the running game set up play action, so Harris has to be the dominant figure. He's the one guy I'm watching. In terms of this offensive unit, I'm looking for that commitment to the running game. That's where it's all going to start. And if they end up with 25 carries for 70 yards, I'll take it. The team will take it. I think that's enough. If it shows that defense that the team is committed to the running game, that's going to influence how the Bengals are playing D. Because they're going to have to be prepared for it. And here's the thing with Harris. While he is not an elite sprinter, he doesn't have elite speed. If he gets enough of a crease, he can make a game-changing play. So they'll have to respect the run. 
You often hear it stated otherwise that throwing down the field requires the defense to respect the, the pass, but it can also go the same way for the rushing offense. So again, number one, what I'm looking for, what I want to see is a commitment, a dedication to the rushing attack this weekend. That's the first thing. The second piece, the Steelers need to start attacking the middle of the field. Now, Roethlisberger over the last few seasons has been hesitant to throw over the middle of the field, whether that's a fear of getting hit, stepping up into the pocket in the middle of the defense, fear of turning the football over, which probably that's probably the more realistic reason. But whatever the reason, he's got to be willing to take his shots. And the one player that hasn't been featured as much yet or relied on or called upon as much as he should is the one and only rookie Pittsburgh Pat. That's Pat Freyermuth out of Penn State. As I stated earlier in a study session this week, Freyermuth posted the highest catch rate in training camp and all of the training camps that Alex Kazora has attended over the last several years, Kazora tracks those stats. And the next pass that Freyermuth drops may be his first. So he has shown that he's sure-handed. He's made some nice catches so far in his first two games, and he's out-snapped Eric Ebron. And the time is now to give him the opportunity to show what he can do in the Steelers' offense. And he's your guy over the middle of the field. Last week, it was reported that Roethlisberger wanted to get Freyermuth more involved in the offense. And you could rest assured that that was communicated to Canada this week, and we're going to see more opportunities for Freyermuth. We're going to see Roethlisberger taking his shots, trying to hit Pat over the middle of the field, And that, again, can open things up for this offense. And here's the thing. The offense, its there's not just one part of it that's going to make it successful. The offense works together. It's a symbiotic relationship. If they're successful in the running game, it's going to benefit the passing game. If they're successful in the passing game, it's going to benefit the running game. If they're successful in the intermediate passing game it's going to benefit the rushing game you get the picture but they've got to start showing teams that they could be a threat in these areas that for the longest period of time have been dormant so looking for the Steelers to attack the middle of the field those are the two big pieces there running game attacking the middle of the field and then finally what I'll say about the offense We know that the O-line has to protect. And this Bengals front seven is no slouch. They're youthful. There's a lot of energy. They're making plays so far in the 2021 season. When Ben is getting his opportunities to throw the football, the O-line has to protect just long enough for him to get rid of it and not get killed. But I also want to add on top of that, Guys need to step up at the receiver position. 
Chase Claypool had a decent game last week. He made some nice catches, but he had an opportunity in the end zone. If he would have squeezed the ball, we may be talking about a different outcome in Steelers versus Raiders. That's the difference between playoff teams and non-playoff teams, Super Bowl contending teams and non-Super Bowl contending teams. Those types of catches that Claypool had an opportunity to make on Sunday against the Raiders, those big-time players make those catches. And those types of teams win games. If the Steelers are going to be one of those types of teams, he's got to make that catch. Is that a high expectation? Yes, it is. But again, so is winning a Super Bowl. The other thing, too, and I left this out when I was talking about the running game and Najee Harris, but Ben should look to get Harris involved more in the passing game and not in terms of running deeper routes down the field, but just little check downs. If he's getting as much pressure as he is, have him float out there on a little out route or a delay curl, something. Just dump it off. Use Harris as a safety valve. He could pick up six, seven, ten yards for you and help sustain a drive. So again, these are the things I'm looking for on offense. The offense must show growth this weekend. They must be better. They must be better than they were those first two contests. If they're not, it's going to be very difficult for the Steelers to win this game. And I'll be honest, I feel less confident about this Bengals contest than I did at the beginning of the season. I almost have a similar unsettled feeling like I did last week prior to them playing the Raiders. And I hope, I hope I'm hope i wrong, but I think the Bengals are going to make this one really, really difficult. So the Steelers are going to have to play well. Defensively, lots of injuries for the defense. Some of the guys are getting healthy. It appears that Devin Bush will play inside. He's overcome his groin injury. Joe Hayden is going to return to the outside. He will start. He's back out there. Alex Smith has been ruled out of the game, as has Deontay Johnson. TJ Watt is questionable, so potentially the Steelers are going to be without their two starting linebackers, outside linebackers, and that means more responsibility is going to be put on Melvin Ingram's shoulders and also Jameer Jones, the undrafted second-year player out of Notre Dame. And that scares me. If Watt can't go and it's just Ingram and Jones... That scares me, and here's why. Because the Bengals have some weapons offensively in the passing game that can take advantage of the Steelers' secondary. And they're going to need to get pressure to force Burrow into bad plays and to force him into mistakes. And if he has a bunch of time to just sit back there, read the defense, and make throws, it could be another long day for this unit. That makes me nervous. Now, unless Jones and Ingram 
can combine their efforts to have a big day of pressure and they're generating pressure from other sources, Cameron Hayward and those defensive linemen, if they're scheming up some inside backer pressures from Schobert and Bush, great. But those injuries to the outside backers really does concern me because rushing coverage go hand in hand. I think that's why the coverage was so good in that game against the that game against the Bills because the pressure was so immense. If the Steelers don't have that, that concerns me. And Joe Mixon has been running the ball well for the Bengals. So there's also the element of stopping the run that they're going to have to be accountable for. They can't be one-dimensional and just play the pass because they'll get gashed by Mixon, and Mixon has some talent. So the Steelers' defense needs to come prepared to play despite the injuries. They need to live up to the mantra of the standard is the standard of the next man up. And they've got to be ready. If this team can't get pressure against the Bengals, again, that's going to put them in a precarious position. And it could it, it could ultimately lead to them losing the game. But I don't see that happening. Even if Watt is hurt and doesn't play. He's questionable right now. I think there will be just enough pressure from Ingram and from Jones and from the other players on that defense. But I will say this. They're going to hemorrhage some yards. They're going to give up some yardage in the passing game because the, the pass rush won't be as effective and impressive as it was against the Bills. They might give up 300-plus yards of passing offense to the Bengals. And I could see this game being tight in the fourth quarter. The Bengals are out to lead. Things are going to look bleak. But again, if you want to have a playoff caliber team, a Super Bowl contending team, you have to have individuals make plays. And I could see a late mistake from Joe Burrow in the form of an interception. And I'm going to point my finger to the fence here and call Devin Bush out. He's returning from injury. He wants an opportunity to show that he can be an elite inside linebacker. I could see Bush making a pick late in the fourth quarter. And then the offense getting just enough yardage to set up Chris Boswell, who bangs home three points for a 23-20 Steelers victory. And I'll say this, outside of the record improving to 2-1, and one, all those questions that we talked about this week, all those frustrations from the offense and from the defense giving up a lot of yards, guess what? They're not going to go away after this Sunday. This is going to be a work in progress for this team. It's going to take time for them to figure them out. We might see some flashes of brilliance on Sunday. But that's also going to be interspersed with moments of disgust, frustration, and anger. So it might be a win. And really, that's all that matters. It's an AFC win. Most importantly, it's an AFC North win. But you're not going to walk away from that game feeling confident that, wow, this is really a legit squad. 
But don't fret. Because this time, this team is going to get better over time. We just have to be patient. They will get it together. And who knows, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe they bring it all together on Sunday. But we have to be patient as this team grows, develops, and comes together as a unit in 2021. So there you go, studyings. There you have it. I got the Steelers winning 23-20. to A late Chris, Chris Boswell field goal. And the Boz has been money this year. He hit that 56-yarder. Let's go, Boz. And like I said, Devin Bush with that big play. And now I have a special guest for us today joining me on the Still Study podcast. The enemy, the enemy, he's not the enemy. He's actually the, the man behind enemy lines, Mr. Jake Moore, who lives down in Maryland. He is surrounded by Ravens fans, unfortunately. He joins me for a quick segment here to talk about his thoughts on the Steelers after these first two games. And he also gives us his prediction for what will happen here on Sunday against the Bengals. And without further ado, please welcome the man from Slippery Rock. The guy who, yes, can run a sub five minute mile. Mr. Jake Moore. All right, dearest studying. Well, it has been a while, but guess who is back with us? Yes, it is that man behind enemy lines, Mr. Jake Moore. He's here with us today to give us a quick take on the first two games and give us a prediction for this Sunday against the Bengals. Mr. Moore, welcome to the Still Study Podcast. How are you doing? Uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. It's a great day. How are you today? Awesome, man. So two games have passed. The Steelers are one and one. Initial impressions of the team, offense, and defense. You know, I felt like they lost some key players. We were all worried and uh, during the offseason and trying to line up the guys that we thought were going to go. And undoubtedly, they, the roster took a step backwards in some ways. But I think the first two games show that you know, Colbert, Colbert is a gap filler, and he's always got a plan. And, yeah, some things have to come together. But nonetheless, the potential is there for the roster on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, when healthy, I feel great again about this defense. I love this Schobert signing. Um, Minka's fantastic, you know, so as long as we can continue to stay healthy on that defense, we're going to be in every game. So we, we shall see. Awesome. And then in terms of the, the running game, I know major priority put on getting that going this year, drafting Najee Harris, the re- complete retooling of the offensive line. It really hadn't transpired as we have anticipated. Do you see that resolving itself anytime soon, or do you think that this team is destined to be another poor running unit as it was in 2020? Well, I mean, I I sure hope so. You know, it's a total reset of the offensive line, and we know that realistically there's sort of two categories of the offensive line work. There's pass protection and there's run blocking. And I think that most people would think that if there's one they're going to struggle with less, it's a run or it's a rushing. They've got, they've got to run and block, and that should be the easier of the two tasks. I think I'd, I'd rather be sitting here or they pass protect. So, yes, this should be a get-right game in week three. They just need to look at each other and go out there and dominate a relatively young Bengals front seven, and they've got to establish dominance. First play of the game, 
that D-line on Kinsey keeps the feel, uh, the aggression, and Najee, you know, he's like a bowling ball back there. It's like firing a cannon. We can't come away with those, uh, you know, two- or three-yard runs. I mean, he's got to pop a few. What does Dave Bryan always talk about, the successful run rate? We just got to right. – we, we have to be able to move the ball even when they know it's coming on the ground. Right. And, Jake, that sets it up perfectly. We're going to get you off here. But uh, prediction for this Sunday, how do you see things playing out 1 o'clock at Heinz Field against the Bengals? Well, I do, uh, as a fantasy football fan, I follow Joe Burrow closely. And I'll tell you this, this is why this factors into it. He does not play conservatively. He is uh, He's an aggressive kid. He's trying to win the game. So he will push the ball down the field. That's why I think that it's going to be hard to run away from Cincinnati completely because they will get aggressive. They've got good wide receivers, and they can get back into a game. Even if we happen to be up by 14 or more, they can get back into it quick. But I do see the Steelers being able to sort of suffocate the Bengals here. I'm calling Steelers by seven with a heavy dose of Najee Harris in the fourth quarter. Awesome. Well, you heard it here first, folks, from the man behind Enemy Lines, Jake Moore. He's going to be with us when we preview the Ravens later in the season. But, J.K., man, we appreciate you coming on the show and hope you have a great weekend and go Steelers. Go Steelers. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take it easy. Later, man. Jake, if you're listening, man, thank you so much for coming on. You are a dear, dear friend of the Steel Study. Wish you, Raysa, and the kids well. Hope you're having a good weekend and enjoying the game. Let's get this W, man. And studyings, can you believe that it is week three already? We are in week three. Next week, the Steelers are going to travel to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. For a 425 game. Again, that is next week. Then the Steelers will be back home to take on the Denver Broncos for a one o'clock contest. And from there, before their bye week, their sixth contest will be against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night on NBC at 8:20. That'll be at home. And then the Steelers will have their bye week. Again, I want to just caution everyone. This is a a young team on that offensive line. And really, their receiving core is young. We have to give them time to grow and develop. I think around week four, week five, we will start to see some of that unification occurring offensively things starting to come together, some coherence and alignment. And just how good they could be when that happens, we don't know yet. We know that when this defense is healthy and they're playing together, they could play well, they could be dominant. We just have to see how effective this offense could be when they play a complete game. And who knows, when you put that together, a dominant defensive unit with whatever this offense could be that equation will let us know how far this team can go in 2021 but that's what makes football fun studyings we don't know every week is a mystery we have the hope and the optimism that it's going to work out and sometimes it doesn't we get the gut punch the gut kick but you know what we keep coming back because 
We love the black and gold. Let's get this W this weekend. Let's make it happen. I want to thank you again for joining me for this edition, the Najee Harris edition, episode number 22 of the Still Study Podcast. So appreciative that you join me here today. Please continue to share my work with your family and friends. It means the world to me. Please drop me a line at thestillstudy@gmail.com, and also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Send me your questions. Would love to get them on the show. And I hope you have an amazing weekend with your family and friends. Enjoy the start of fall here. Enjoy some college football on. Saturday, and then enjoy enjoy the Steelers game on Sunday. And here, if I can please remind you of this, remember this could be better.